0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Friends Talking Nerdy. This is Tim Jasma, and with me I have the greatest legal mind in the Pacific Northwest. It is Professor Aubrey.
1: Hey everybody!
0: Alright, and as you may hear with the ambient noise in the background, we are doing another mobile episode this week. Woohoo!
1: Mobility! Mobility!
0: Yes, that is the beauty of the podcast hosts that we have now. We have uh, some more tools at our disposal to do some more unique episodes.
1: Yes, just like this one where we're mobile recording while we're doing something fun so that we can bring you with us in our pockets and you can experience the fun with us.
0: Yes, we are heading to the beach. Yay!
1: Which beach are we going to?
0: (laughs) It is called Rooster Rock, and folks in Portland are like, and we'll tune in again next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, so we're going to go swim in the Columbia River, which is a really big river that flows through um, the area that we live in. And uh, there are lots of places to go swim in the river, but we're heading out to Rooster Rock State Park in particular because it is clothing optional.
0: Yes, we are going to a nude beach. Yes. Yay! Anyway. Um yeah, I I don't have a long history of going to nude beaches myself. Um I know last year was the first time that I went and Rooster Rock was the first place and it was with you.
1: That's right. And it was a beautiful day.
0: Yes, not to imply that you've been to like every single nude beach in the United States. Listen to how I open up.
1: Well, I do love a nude beach. I love anywhere that you can be naked outside legally.
0: Yes, because that is the thing about the nude beach. It's not there for titillation. And if you are acting titillated and acting like a complete jackass, then you don't deserve to be at a nude beach because it's not about the nudity. It's not about the whole sexual aspect of it. It's about being one with nature, really.
1: Right, really getting back to your roots and sort of stripping away the just everyday stuff and just being human
0: yes so yeah we are going to be heading there but we thought we'd uh record uh some thoughts here on the car ride and um yes summer is uh my summer break is almost done
1: your summer break of one week is almost over that's right
0: yes one more day to go um but Yeah, and you, being a professor, you do have yourself quite the lovely summer vacation here.
1: I do. I just started my summer break a week ago. That means I have 11 weeks of summer left.
0: Yes. Most people are totally jealous at that.
1: Yes, I know.
0: Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, summer... Uh, in America, there's in America at least up till our generation. I don't know about current generations because school has changed a lot. Um, but
1: we're both Generation X, I'd say.
0: Yes, we're both Generation X. So uh, for us, you know, we had you know, usually two to three months off during the summer. And that was um, a tradition in this country simply because, one, schools didn't have air conditioning, and two, a lot of times it was a rural thing. You know, during if they had school all year round, farmers would not be able to have um, their their farmhands, their kids, around to help out during the important harvest time. And that is uh, make or break. And, you know, for the 1800s, that is definitely understandable. But we are also not in the 1800s.
1: No, so there's really no um, reason, although there are farm workers, right? America still does produce most of its own food, and that is produced by farmers. Now, in a lot of places, farms have been replaced by sort of mechanized land management rather than farming by farmers. Uh, But there are still farmers out there, and particularly people who work on farms work very hard during the summer, and they have less work during the winter, and so there are more opportunities for people at that, you know, basically um, that uh, level of the economy who are working in the summer. That's still true for some of them, but for most of us, the summer is just like any other time of year.
0: Yeah, I mean, now, like I mentioned, like uh, younger folks today are probably, they, they pro, they've, I know my kids didn't experience as long of a summer break as I did. How long was their summer break? Usually about a month and a half, sometimes two months, like the earlier years it was two months, but you would think that would be the time to where you would want to get them back in school as soon as possible, because I know with me in second grade, going to third grade, I probably forgot like, what, a quarter of everything I learned and had to relearn it.
1: Yeah, they say that it does really help with retention across years to have shorter breaks or more often, shorter breaks more frequently.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, I'm glad that that's what, you know, the future of, you know, grade through grade school through high school is is looking at, Um, you know, because, yeah, I mean, because for as much as I loved my summer breaks, you know, thinking back, I could have been a lot more productive with my time, and you know, it's like if I had stayed in, if there had been just longer school, who knows what would have uh, you know, what what heights I would have learned, but uh, as we are driving here, we are within direct eyesight of it looks like Mount Hood, maybe? Yep. Yes, that is the beautiful thing about Oregon, excuse me (laughs) Another episode with hiccups. My goodness, that's a running gag. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing about Oregon. Like anywhere you, you could like drive to a beach, but also see a mountain covered in snow. Yep. Yeah. So. What are some of your favorite summer memories?
1: Well, I was just going to comment on what you were saying about, you know, the length of the summer vacation. And I know one thing that's definitely true for me now and was true for me as a kid. The summer vacation always seems like it's going to be so long and that you're going to be able to do so many different things and that you might even get bored. But then what happens to me is that I... I'm so upset about summer ending that the end just seems like it's coming quicker and quicker and quicker. And then it, it, it seems like summer only lasts a blink.
0: Oh man. But that would make more sense compared. I mean, like me, I, have uh, with with my employment uh for over 20 years now I've not had you know uh, long periods of time where th- there's nothing I can do I mean the pan- pandemic has been like the first time where I've had any sort of really extended periods of not much to do and in a lot of in some ways that can be enjoyable for a, you know a misanthropic recluse like me but getting out every now and then is important
1: <laughs> so is that um Has that been your experience during the pandemic? Is that, is that of like taking a, you feel like you've been taking a break or...
0: No, it's not that I I feel I've taken a break. I mean, if if I was taking a break, the break was forced on me. I mean, it's just, with the world shut down the way it was, it felt like somebody pushed pause on, like, a DVD player or a, a streaming thing, but I was still able to, like, move around. So it seems like time passed, but nothing, you know, nothing moved me forward, if that makes sense.
1: Interesting. Interesting. So in your experience, get sort of getting a little bit bored, because I I know when I was a kid, and now, if I can get a little bit bored, where I'm not quite sure what to do, I've taken care of everything I need to take care of. And I'm just kind of like, okay, what's next? That's really when I become more creative. And I'm able to think sort of original thoughts and come up with new ideas really the only time I can do that is if I've been if I have reached a state of boredom
0: yeah for me it's like traumatic emotional experiences bring on creative outlets like my first book uh that I wrote was written like a couple of months after I found out my daughter was going to be a thing <laughs> and, um my second book that um that, which was a sequel to the first book I wrote uh shortly after the divorce. I see. So that does not mean I would not love to be creative in other ways. Um, but uh, I, 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 and 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 yeah, I mean that was being a little facetious, of course, in terms of big creative outbursts. But for those two major out, uh, you know outlets, it was because of that.
1: That's very interesting. So ordinarily, when you have extra time, you don't feel particularly creative. It's really when those emotions get jostled up in you that you feel creative
0: yeah for me i mean i'm my style of writing i mean I, I it's like i struggle to find the muse and and a lot of that is just me sometimes just putting it off and not setting up a schedule because a lot of writing is j- pretty much just The best writers are not ones that are necessarily the best at their craft. They're ones that are consistent. You know, because writing is very much like playing a musical instrument. If you're not practicing in some way, shape, or form every day, you will lose your touch.
1: Very good point.
0: So, it's, it's... But, yeah, just having said that, I still find ways to be creative somewhat like obviously the podcast for me is one way of uh having some sort of a creative outlet um and also reading a lot I mean any writer worth their salt needs to be reading and you know I I do try and read as much as I can
1: yes yes I have noticed that you do read an awfully lot
0: yes so yeah I mean that's (laughs) <laughs> Another drawback of streaming services, too. It's like you want the streaming services to have access to the shows, but then you can never find out what you want to watch. So you just grab a book most of the time.
1: <laughs> right.
0: But, um, yeah, summers for me, I mean, I know with my mother being the way she was, she was always super cautious and generally had us stay at home during the summer. Um, You know, my sister got to go out more because she liked my sister more than me um, as a kid. And um, um, so a lot of my experiences were just hanging out and, you know, catching up on TV that I didn't catch up on during uh, the regular year. Because in the past, you know, when um, shows uh, went off the air for the summer, you know, you didn't have a streaming service to go back and catch up on all the old episodes. You had to wait for for the summer reruns.
1: Wow, I
0: never knew that. Yes. Um, So, yeah, that's where I caught up on a lot of, you know, the TV that I've watched over the years. Also, too, that was the time to where I was able to watch a lot more late night with David Letterman or a lot more rustling. Right. Yes, because if my mother was home, we were not going to watch those.
1: What would you watch when your mom was home?
0: Whatever she wanted to watch.
1: (laughs) I'd like a woman that's in charge of her household.
0: Well, it's it's uh, th- honestly, it's I hated it at the time, but it's a it's a perfect rule. I mean, I do think in situations like that, you know, like it, it, it's the same type of thing as as driving in a car. You know, I think the person that is behind the wheel driving the car should get first choice at the music. I think that is just standard. And I think, you know, growing up, my mother was the breadwinner, so she had the right to come up and say, "I want to watch this."
1: Yeah but at the time you didn't feel like that because you were just a kid. You weren't asking not to work. That just wasn't your role in life.
0: Yeah, and also, too, I mean, looking back, uh, like, there's a great... um, channel on YouTube, uh, the Pop Arena channel, and they've been, uh, one of the things that they do on there is do a detailed documentary on every show that's ever been on Nickelodeon. It's from the very start, and kind of watching it back has been great because, uh, you know, getting a lot of nostalgia feels, but looking back on a lot of the shows that I loved as a kid, they were absolute garbage.
1: Oh, yeah? Like what?
0: You can't do that on television for one.
1: And you think that that show's absolute garbage? It is, I have very good memories of that being a great show.
0: I'll put it like this. Nostalgia, th- 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 that show for Nickelodeon uh, was one of the most important shows. And, and it's the, that show's impact is still felt today on Nickelodeon. And I love the nostalgia feels. But have you ever really sat down at your current age and tried to watch an episode? No. It has not aged well.
1: Well, so what I think is interesting about, you can't do that on television, and, and this is related to summer in that I also watched more TV over the summer, and I mostly watched historical fiction like I do now. Like, if I have a real guilty pleasure, it's I'm, I'm going to watch a costume drama, and I've been that way since I was a tween, at least. And so I would rewatch watch um, miniseries that had been on throughout the year. Uh, that I had missed or that I just wanted to see again. So like the, the second book of Gone with the Wind, the Scarlett O'Hara novel, or um, North and South, they were all there was a lot of miniseries about the Civil War when I was growing up.
0: Yeah, I, and I was never a big miniseries guy. Um, you know, but I, what I did love uh, back in the day was just the regular like ABC or NBC or CBS like Saturday Night or Sunday Night movie.
1: Oh,
0: uh-huh. Yeah, because a lot of times um, it, it's it's different than what it was. Uh, and we are almost at Rooster Rock, by the way. We can see the big rock, yeah. But um, it's different than what it what, what it is now, because when a, you know, a lot of times for a first run movie when it leaves theaters in the past, it would go to a place like HBO. HBO has been a thing since the early '70s, but then after that, you, um, you know, th- th- when VCRs weren't not as prevalent or DVDs were not as prevalent, you had to wait for that show for that movie to end up on one of the big three networks for one of the Saturday night movies. And the benefit of that is that a lot of times you would get extra footage just so they could pad out like Superman the movie when that originally debuted on television I believe in like 81 or 82 they ended up doing it over a two-night period because there was enough extra footage that they ended up making it a two-parter and um, so, yeah, watching a movie on television back in the day, even though there were commercials that, and, and a lot of times there were editing, there were, there were some benefits uh, to watching it. But having said that, you know, there were movies like The Blues Brothers, The Blues Brothers I hated for the longest time until I saw it on uh, VHS and saw the unedited version. Because, like, the for example, the opening uh, scene when Jake and Elwood are in the nun's office and she starts hitting him with a ruler and they're like, fuck, shit, and, and like that, that's completely edited out of a regular TV performance. And I just thought the nun was hitting them and they weren't reacting and what the hell, you know? but um yeah so anyway we are pulling off the highway right now going to rooster rock so what i think we will do at the moment is give you a brief musical interlude and by the time the musical interlude ends we will be nude on the beach yeah. so <laughs> my sister's probably grabbing like some bleach and like pouring it on her face right now like i don't <laughs> want to picture that but anyway we will be right back all right welcome back everybody we are out of the vehicle and we are on a pathway to the beach and the professor just put a nice dollop of sunscreen on my head because apparently it was probably well, it was beet red
1: yeah beet red
0: yeah you're yeah, gonna need some two <laughs> am i uh, on the shoulders at least usual yeah. spots
1: usual spots you
0: know yeah and there's a wonderful bird flying overhead how you doing big guy Come guests in the show. <laughs> no. But we are heading to the beach as we speak. It's a beautiful
1: day out here. There's lots of people, but there's plenty of room in this park.
0: And we are already saw one rooster sighting. So,
1: Did you see a rooster? I didn't see. I see a rooster now.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, we're going to find as secluded a spot as we can and then dip our toes into the water, which should definitely be fun
1: absolutely i'm gonna dip my entire body in the water
0: it'll depend on how cold it is but that's a usual thing with water it, you know it's, it's gonna be super freezing until you completely submerge yourself and then you can just dive in whenever you want
1: yep i think that's true
0: so who knows but yeah i mean i'll definitely be getting in the water today you don't come to the beach not to get into the water that'd be stupid
1: absolutely not you got to get in the water for sure
0: Yes, and what better way to do it than naked?
1: <laughs> Don't have to worry about your swimsuit trunks getting all wrapped up in your, jo- in your rooster. <laughs>
0: yeah. Er, er, er. So, anyway, we're traveling along here. Just wanted to give you a brief update as to what we are doing. I think let's give them another musical interlude, and then we can give them a little something more a little bit later. Sounds great. All right. Enjoy the music. All right, we have finally finally found a spot to set up camp on the beach. We are not yet nude, <laughs> but we are just relaxing at the moment. so
1: Hi, everybody. We are in a beautiful spot. We've got two uh trees here. They look like
0: trees maybe
1: birches <laughs> and a bunch of really tall grass, but we've kicked down the grass, and so we have a little grass spot. Um, right next to the river and it's beautiful.
0: Yes, it was quite the journey to get here too.
1: Yeah, we didn't quite know where we were going so we were kind of walking blind.
0: Yeah, so we ended up trudging through some, I don't know, we call these reeds? I mean, just tall grass or something like that. Um, you know, being 6'5 helps uh, with size 13 feet. I was able to lead a path, and it wasn't as arduous for the professor.
1: That's right. It was wonderful. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, me, I got a bunch of seeds all over me, but yes. Did
1: you too i yes. call those
0: hitchhikers hitchhikers all right but yes we are again have set up camp here just resting for a few moments but we are shortly gonna be hopping into the columbia river
1: yes we are and we're gonna feel that sweet sweet satisfaction
0: yeah that's what she said <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what she always said
0: yeah um yeah it's <laughs> who would have thought lewis and clark hundreds of years a couple hundred years ago when they were first discovering this place that they, they i wonder if they thought this is a good spot for a nude beach.
1: Probably not. They were so repressed and ridiculous. Um, So I don't think they noticed anything like
0: that. Gotcha. All right, so... um, yeah, like I, like I said, you know, we're here at the beach, so we're not going to be spending four hours talking to you folks about the experience. We'll just be popping in here every few minutes or so. But um, yeah, it's again, this is Oregon. If you're in the Pacific Northwest, why are you not taking the time to visit nature at least once? You know.
1: Oh yeah, and you know we're nature lovers. You're the, you're the least naturey person I've ever met in Portland, and even you love nature, but. You know, you weren't going out in nature on a regular basis.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's... it's, But I have a deep respect for it, of course. I mean, I love animals, as as you know, and all that. and You know, so, I mean, and I don't have the history of environmental law that you do. I know you are very much more of an official warrior than I ever will be.
1: Official warrior?
0: Warrior, fighting the good fight.
1: Warrior, oh, okay. I I do worry a lot about the environment, but yeah, I was a warrior for a while. I still have the warrior spirit.
0: Damn right. But, okay, yes. Again, um, we are going to be taking a bit of a little momentary break here, folks. So kick back, relax, listen to this wonderful song here, and we will be right back for you. okay we are totally set up on the beach right here and we are even back from a dip in the water
1: yes we are that water sure is cold oof
0: i mean like it was almost like my testicles went like whoop, like right back in and it was, it was just freezing cold in there i'm sure the audience needed to know that you
1: know that about your testicles yes So it it was quite cold because it is not even summer yet. We're about two days away from summer. And um, I lost my train
0: of thought. A rooster sighting will do that.
1: (laughs) So actually the place that I picked for us to hang out, which was the first suitable place that I saw because I was tired of carrying all our stuff and walking, first suitable place i saw happened to be at the intersection of one trail and another trail and so we're sort of the welcoming slash goodbye committee of the beach today
0: yeah we yeah someone done brought their smell hound earlier
1: Mm-hmm. there was a smell hound yeah. There was a, I think it was a doodle before that.
0: <laughs> Something like that. So the, the, the nice interaction, nice variety of folks that uh come visit here. Again, um you know, everybody's adults here, nobody's being inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah, so but yeah, I mean, just overall a nice day at the beach. Um yeah, that water is cold. Like, I mean, you would mention, I mean, cuz you would got the courage to, you know, to take the dive up to your neck and then back out. Um and but you said you were still like really 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 cold after that, right?
1: Yes, it's very very cold water. Like colder than you jump in the pool in the early morning in the summertime kind of cold, like real actual glacier fed river cold.
0: Yeah, the I'd have to suspect the water's probably around between 35 to 50 degrees.
1: Maybe. No, I'd say like 70. I mean, you have to keep in mind that your body temperature is nearly 100 degrees. And so anything less than that is going to feel cold to you. So even like 95 degree water is going to feel cold to you because it's colder than you are. So, um, when you think about real cold water, it may only be 60, 50 degrees, but being immersed in it feels much, much colder than than that air temperature.
0: My nuts had a different story about how cold that water
1: was. (laughs) I can't believe you said 35. That's three degrees above freezing.
0: Okay, maybe that was a little excessive, but, you know, I had a nice range there.
1: (laughs) It just feels really cold.
0: Yes, it is it is cold out there, but uh you got plenty of folks here at the beach still today. I mean, we had like we had a waiting line in the parking lot just to pull in here.
1: Yes, there was a waiting a waiting a line at the um state park kiosk where you pay to come into the park.
0: Yeah, now in the past you told me that you used to work at a summer camp.
1: I did indeed. So this is, this is a very summer campy day. I've had a very summer campy weekend um, because yesterday was kind of summer campy in that I left really early in the morning and I wasn't coming home till really late at night. So I had to take everything I needed for all my different activities throughout the day with me. And it's, you know, this kind of a pandemic thing, but like I used to do that every day when I went to work, I used to think, I need something to eat for lunch. And am I going to do something after work? Do I need to bring a change of clothes? You know, what am I going to do after work? What do I what equipment do I need for those activities? And um, but during the pandemic, because I've been working from home, I haven't had to think about that ever. So um, I feel like it's almost every day that I'm encountering something that feels like, oh, wow, this is a new feeling. um, That kind of reminds me of like the first time I went to sleepaway camp, or the first time I was spent the night as a camp counselor, and so today's been very camp-like because we we had a couple of activities that we did. We did something in the city that felt like a little bit like going to the library or going to a museum, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> and then we we actually went to Powell City of Books. Um, if anybody is familiar with that, it's one of the biggest um, locally owned. Bookstores, independently owned bookstores in the country. We had to go pick up a few things from there and we had a lovely lunch in Portland and then headed out here to the beach. So we had to take all of our stuff with us and we have all our beach stuff with us and we went on a nice hike and here we are relaxing in um, nature and It reminds me of camp. But yeah, I was a camp counselor at a camp called Camp Rockbrook, which was very old, um, like from the turn of the century camp. And it had been a girls' camp all those years and was still a girls' only camp. And I was a pottery instructor and a cabin counselor. So I just, I lived with a cabin full of girls and taught them how to make pottery during the day. And, um...
0: Any romances with the other counselors?
1: No romances with the other counselors. There was, I made a couple of friends, which, you know, that was a great experience to make a couple of friends, certainly. Um, but I no romances, no
0: yeah oh i did want to clarify one thing when i said worst experience i only meant powell's (laughs) you know i mean we had a great time down there but just powell's was a little too busy for my taste i you know i I guess i'm not ready for that type of busy in a retail store yet just because people are so selfish
1: yeah people really are i thought you know, during the pandemic, I really have developed feelings of camaraderie and we're all in this together. But like you go out and you see the way people behave and you're like, I don't want to be together with you. I don't I don't want your help because you so clearly disdain everyone in the world but yourself.
0: Yeah, and that has me wondering, you know, there are going to be some ripple effects because of the pandemic in society and I wonder my my hope is that enough people are like in our shoes that finally see that you know things can't go on we can't go back to the status quo here but i don't know
1: yeah i don't know either
0: but another dog on the visit here hey but um anyway so i think uh yeah any other camp stories
1: um I also went to camp when I was a kid and my school, like many schools around the country had a week long camping trip that was part of, I think third grade and, or maybe it was fourth grade. I'm not sure. Could have even been fifth grade. That was a long, long time ago. Um,
0: Just noticing a big rash in my leg.
1: <laughs> I think that's where, have you been scratching right there?
0: No, no scratching whatsoever.
1: Yeah. That's a rash. Oh, it's you know what it is? It's from where the grass hit you when you were yeah. when you were bushwhacking.
0: Sensitive skin, sensitive skin. But you went to camp.
1: You were bushwhacking. That will cause bushwhacking's like serious business yeah it's you needed a machete
0: no the wwf in the late 80s had a tag team called the bushwhackers and they were presented as the dumbest but nicest guys from new zealand luke and butch and they would go down to the ring and they would routinely like lick each other's heads and then go to like audience members at ringside and then lick their heads
1: why would they lick people's heads
0: that's what they do in New Zealand, apparently. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Interesting, but that's probably like, if that's true, that's the one thing you probably know about people in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, whoa! Yeah, anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, like like I was saying, um, I had this week-long, the school third graders went to camp. They do a similar thing in Portland called the outdoor school, um, and there's lots of... It's a good experience for kids to have to go to a sleepaway camp, I guess, is the thinking. And so it's seen as enriching. I hated it. I wanted to go home to my mother who would make me the food that I wanted to eat for dinner and who would be nice to me. There was not like a single person at that camp that was nice to me. None of my teachers were nice to me. None of the other girls were nice to me. It was hell. And we did a theater production and I can't remember what the theater production was, but it was some kind of historical hello, Dolly kind of thing. And I was in that production and the parents were invited up, I think on Friday night to come see the production. And then we were all going home on Saturday and my mom came up on Friday night to see the production and, um, So I saw her after the show and I wouldn't let her leave. I was like, please take me home, please. Ah, And miserable. And so she got special permission to take me home at night early because I was such a crybaby because it was so miserable. But I think if I could go to camp today, like if there wasn't like, this is summer camp for adults. Everybody come for two weeks and have activities planned for you and people to take you places and show you stuff i would be totally into that
0: uh, yeah i mean but you know uh, let's be honest something like that is going to be for like uber rich people you know the people that can't have the luxury to take off a couple weeks every year or something like that
1: well it doesn't i mean i think that's a big problem with the outdoors actually like let's talk about that when you go out in nature a lot of times you're exercising your privilege to even know about those activities that exist and to to go out and do them, um to have the know-how and equipment that maybe you got from your parents or other resources. And so, um, I think there needs to be a concerted effort to make equal access to the outdoors for all people regardless of their socioeconomic state right so we should have programs that don't just take kids from um, poorer neighborhoods out into the woods but take families and people out into the woods and provide them with the instruction and equipment that they need to have a good time
0: yeah, I mean, especially in this country if you are an adult and you're poor, you you don't get any brace whatsoever. And a lot of times you're in a spot to where you can't even, you know, do something like even go back to school necessarily because that may be too much of a risk in terms of, you know, time that you that's taken away from you that could be used to something that could be getting you money or something like that. And just ugh, this country, this country.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, so I'm glad, right, I'm glad with the kids get to go out into the woods, but I really think, you know, that especially here in the Pacific Northwest, where it is so accessible in terms of how close we are, it took us about 35 minutes to get he- out here today, and you'd never know that we live 30, we're only 30 minutes outside of the big city, or what I consider a big city.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the scenery, just looking straight ahead at all the... It's like a mountain of trees. <laughs> L- literally, just just straight ahead there. And, and yeah, lots of roosters right now. <laughs> but that's what happens when you come to Rooster Rock.
1: Yep. Don't come to the rock if you can't stand the rooster. Yeah,
0: they come to snub the rooster. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Yeah, I went to camp a couple of times when I was a kid. It was never, like, a yearly thing, but there were a couple instances where I got to go. And, uh, you know, there were some things that I ended up liking, like we ended up going on a pig farm. And I remember... um, telling the counselor and my, you know, cabin mates that, like, my family, like, raised pigs, and I, you know, gave all these facts about pigs, and, you know, meanwhile, I'm pulling this out of my ass, and my family does not own pigs or anything like that, and then at the end of a camp, I got an award for knowing the most about pigs. (laughs) No, you did
1: not. (laughs) So, this is interesting, because I've had anxiety manifest in exactly the same way that you're talking about, which is, like, telling a story, like, you feel super anxious and so you just start talking and you've got to have something to keep their attention so it becomes a fantastical story um I have definitely done that before
0: yeah I've done it too I mean I think I've told the Bill Cosby story on the show here um yeah one night I was at his house and he gave me just some drinks and no um <laughs> when I was <laughs> me with a joke sorry yeah when i was a kid um i was at my dad's place for the weekend and um i was at a gas station a gas station i ended up working at um at one point when i was an adult but uh, there was a limousine there that part was true what was not true was what i told people and that's that the window rolled down in the back seat and bill cosby was there smiling smoking a cigar <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the thing about you when you were a kid Did you, like, did you premeditate that you were going to tell that story? Like, oh, there's a limo. I know. Tomorrow at school, I'll tell the kids it was Bill Cosby. Or did that just come out of your mouth because you were feeling anxious?
0: Um, it was an anxious thing, a thing that, because, you know... I was poor but we were going to like a lower middle class uh, uh, private school. It it wasn't like a a school that was officially associated with a church or something like that. It was was seriously just two teachers that were like Christians or super Christian and just wanted to open up their own school and they did and they set it up to where uh, low income uh, students had the ability to have a private school education because they felt that a Private school education is, has some advantages, which It can, but that's usually...
1: Depending on where you are. Depending depending on the school system where you are.
0: And it ultimately depends on the budget. In a private school, depending on the type of people that go there, you know, may be able to pay a lot in tuition fees. That that way, you know, uh, that way the school has more money to be able to get resources for, like, arts programs, for, you know, sports or or whatever. Um, But this school is kind of on the lower end. But still, there were people there that were just richer. <laughs> you know, the ones when the Nintendo's in their home, and you know, it, it was just a way to compete, I guess. Mm, right. You know, and and again with the Bill Cosby story, I got lucky. Either my either I was lucky and didn't realize that Bill Cosby was actually in town, or my teacher was covering for me. But when I said the story with my teacher in the room, he you know said, "Oh yeah, he's playing at Grand Valley State University," and you know, so there you go.
1: Oh wow, that's that would be such a sweet story if your teacher actually just covered for you. It was like I could tell Tim was like feeling uncomfortable, and so
0: yeah. It I mean th- th- that teacher that was my fifth and sixth grade teacher, and um, at at that school that I went, that was <laughs> the year where puberty started hitting in for most people. So you, you know, it's that's when you know it's like you. you in second or third grade you do keep a distance from the girls but you can still play but once you start realizing they're girls then you know things start getting a little weird at that point
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh for me it just was it was it was fear more than anything just you know you know, yeah just scared to talk to any woman
1: what were you scared was going to happen
0: i don't know just the, uh, and it, it wasn't a logical fear it was just you know just normal everyday fear amped up
1: gotcha yeah
0: but yeah so that that was really i mean yeah i didn't have a horrific experience at camp or anything like that i know that people i I know people that have had you know worse experiences than i did i mean mine was probably like the baloney sandwich of camp experience (laughs) (laughs) but it's not a memory i'd look back on as like oh my god those were the days
1: yeah me neither nothing about that time i look back on
0: yeah i mean yeah especially living in grand rapids michigan you know but anyway um yeah let's say we go to a musical interlude
1: that sounds good we will um just do some relaxing here on the beach enjoy the day and uh we will be back in a little bit
0: all right stay tuned Alright, we have wrapped up our trip and are walking back to the car. And right now we are walking through kind of like a nature trail. The type of trail that if it were dark out and you would kind of expect it, if there was a movie of your life and it were dark out and you were walking this trail, the music would be like, kill, kill,
1: kill, kill, die, die, die. <laughs> That's true. That's absolutely true. But here in the bright, blazing sunshine, it does not seem ominous at all
0: yes not so ominous but more bitey <laughs> um the skeeters are out
1: yes so we've reached the late afternoon and the mosquitoes have come out in the last half an hour i would say and um it's time to go
0: yes time to get back to the comfort of air conditioning and one sleepy cat and one hyper cat
1: <laughs> Yep. <laughs>
0: yes yeah when we were on the beach i did put uh, some advertising for our previous episode on social media ended up using a picture of sherman and phil they're both photogenic
1: they're very photogenic especially together
0: yes uh you heard yeah your photo of uh, sherman today was pretty damn awesome
1: yes it was a really good um action shot of sherman attacking a feather on a string
0: yeah oh hey helicopters Look at that what are we in magnum pi of course anyway it's black Op helicopter that's exactly what
1: i was thinking because it was black
0: <laughs> yeah so the cia probably has a fortress here i don't know um but yeah overall very good trip i liked it
1: i had a wonderful time
0: Yes, and I, you know, it's just a beautiful beach here. I mean, both beaches that we've been to, and I know you've been to a lot more beaches than I have here uh, in in Oregon. So just if you get a chance to go to the beach, why not?
1: Yeah, and the beach doesn't have to be on the ocean, of course. We didn't go to the ocean today. We went to the river. And if you've got river or lakes near you, which almost everybody does, surely um, find your swimming hole and go swimming this summer.
0: We saw a smell hound.
1: We did see a smell hound. You mentioned it on the show already, didn't you?
0: Yes, yes, we, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so, anyway, yeah, just, yeah, just take time to leave the house every now and then. Don't be an absolute total recluse. <laughs> now I'm wondering where we need to go. <laughs> Somebody left their swimming shorts. I think it's straight. Okay. Yeah. I believe you we'll see (laughs) this may be our last episode (laughs)
1: you find this someday we were were happy
0: so if we get lost in the woods and we have to resort to cannibalism who gets eaten first and why is it (laughs) me
1: and why is it Tim Jasma well um, I guess whoever dies first gets eaten first
0: Yeah, I mean, knowing me, it'd it'd probably be, like, from a bee sting that would do it. Just something simple, not, like, something dramatic, like a bear, like, jumping out of the trees just at this moment, mauling me or something. That'd be a great episode. (laughs) Last episode. I hate your show. Roar!
1: (laughs) Shut up!
0: (laughs) But, uh... Yes, once again, we are doing a mobile episode here, and I'm really loving the mobile episodes, and I think I'm probably going to try and do, like, let's try this summer, do the mobile episodes if we do it. Just do it outside somewhere. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that way we can force, I mean, because I know I'm going to be busy with school, but I want to be able to get outside and breathe the fresh air and not end up like Howard Hughes at the end of uh, 10 weeks.
1: Yes, yes. We've got to make sure that you have fun as well as work hard.
0: Yes, because there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and that is called a degree, baby.
1: That's right.
0: All right, so, yeah, I think instead of rambling, let's just wrap it up. Is this a good way to end it, or do you, want, do you have anything more you want to talk about in regards to summer?
1: No, I mean, I hope everybody can soak in the ambiance that we're experiencing, just the really bright sunlight out on the sand, Having a great summer, and we hope that you will have a great summer as well.
0: Yes, and all the roosters, too. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, I think we will wrap it up. Thank you all for listening. Remember to check out this podcast feed every Wednesday and Saturday. And uh, I bet you would do. Okay, bye. (laughs)
1: Subscribe to Friends Talking Nerdy on iTunes, the Google Play Music Store, as well as Spotify. Remember to support Friends Talking Nerdy on Patreon. Goodbye, darling.